Carlos Mendez is a junior at Florida Gulf Coast University. He's majoring in anthropology and works full-time as a graphic designer. He's originally from Cuba and speaks Spanish fluently, and French not so fluently. He's passionate about education, technology, and loves helping people. He's produced a live talk show, a podcast, I'm going to try to not let that make me too nervous today, and he's always looking for his next big creative project. I'm looking forward to this conversation with him today. Hey, Carlos, it's so fantastic to have you here to share your story. I'm going to jump right in with some questions for you. Are you ready? Sure. Thank you very much for having me. All right. So it's our pleasure to have you here today. And I wanted to ask you just to kind of start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So uh, my name is Carlos Mendez. I'm 20 years old. I'm a junior at FGCU here in Southwest Florida. And um, I'm currently working as a graphic designer uh, to put myself through college. And I'm an anthropology major. So um, a lot of people, when I tell them I'm an anthropology major, think it's a little weird, sort of that famous question, what are you going to do with that? Um, and I really see myself going into education or possibly government uh, just because I'm passionate about public service and helping other people. And uh, specifically with education, um, I see a lot of uh, my younger relatives going into STEM paths and they're doing it more so because they're thinking, yeah, I'm going to make a lot of money, but they don't really know if they're truly going to be happy in that. And specifically uh, where I live, it's a very impoverished area. Um, you know, a lot of kids are just told, go to college, uh, do something in math or science, and then you can bring your family out of poverty. And those are the same friends that I have that, you know, went in as engineering majors and have since left school. That, that's a really interesting point that we've actually heard quite a bit in the conversations with the students that we've talked to not it's so important to have passion or, or to have a true interest in what it is that you're doing it's very hard to change yourself into something that you're not um, in pursuit of of success or money or whatever the case may be if you're not truly passionate about it because college is a lot of work right it is so i, I you know where you mentioned that where you live is impoverished where do you live uh, I live in uh, Naples, Florida, on, in the Golden Gate side. So, you know, uh, on one side of one street in this town, uh, people are making an average of, you know, six figures uh, per household. And then immediately on the other side, uh, there's a lot of people at the poverty line. So um, because of the line of work that I'm in, I work with a lot of people who are making almost like ridiculous amounts of money that like they have really no use for. And on the other side, I'm working with people who are generally um, don't have anything more than a high school diploma. Sometimes they don't even have that. And so I get to see both sides of that and see, you know, people my own age uh, being raised in both sides of that. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's one of the interesting things about Collier County, right? It's, it's almost divided into two different worlds. I agree. It really is. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit then about your family. Um, did your did your parents go to college? What what's what's your family situation? Uh, right. So uh, both my parents are from Cuba. I was born in Cuba. Um, I we all came here when I was, I want to say, four years old. 
Um, and so my father, he went to like a, a trade school. He used to work at like a power plant in Cuba. And so he has some sort of technical ability. Uh, my mom, she was a stay at home mom her whole life until now both me and my siblings are old enough to not need a stay at home parent. Um, so no formal college education, but there is some technical education. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so you're from Cuba and you've lived here since you were four years old. So you're, you're pretty much a Floridian at this point. Um, I identify as one. Yes. Yeah. That's longer than a lot of people have lived here, you know, with our transient population. So, so tell me a little bit about your college journey. Are, are you the first person in your family to go to college? Uh, not in my extended family, but in my immediate family, I am, okay. I have, you know, some cousins that are a few years older than me that went to college. Um, but I think that sort of in my immediate family, everyone always saw me as the, the role model for the younger children who sort of knew I was going to go to college. Yeah. And so, um, I am the first in my family to go to college. Um, and really I started college straight out of high school. Technically I was still in high school when I was doing like dual enrollment classes, which are offered now. And I think that's pushing a lot of kids towards college. Um, so I did dual enrollment classes my senior year of high school. I got into FGCU uh, the fall immediately after. Um, and after that, uh, it sort of started spinning out of control. I was working full time the entire time. Um, one semester I left school because of work. I couldn't afford to not work and the class schedule didn't really work with my job. Um, so I, you know, sort of chose my job over school, which if I could go back, I would undo, but uh, it's something that people occasionally have to do. So um, I eventually did go back to school about a semester or two later, the same calendar year. Um, and then, you know, I did have to switch around jobs as well to be able to stay in school because I decided to make that a priority. Then with uh, COVID, everything switched to online and I was able to sort of make it work at first until one of the jobs that I had closed down because of the coronavirus pandemic. And so I had to stop school and hunt down a job immediately. And so that semester sort of went down the drain. Um, this previous fall of 2020, I uh, transferred to FSW, Florida Southwestern State College, and they do a really good job at accommodating working adults, which um, I really appreciated. And so that transfer process, thankfully, because they were both in the Florida State University system, was incredibly easy. I really just uh, filled out a form online, registered for my classes, and they took care of the rest. It was uh, pretty seamless, really. And then, um, you know, once I was ready to get back to FGCU, because unfortunately FSW doesn't have uh, as many uh, just sort of major options as FGCU does. I couldn't continue my anthropology degree there. I returned to FGCU, uh, which I am at now in the first week of spring 2021. Wow. So you've had to, that, that's, a, that's a lot of information. I wanna go back to a few things that you said, but, sure. but it sounds like, let me ask you this question first. When you first left high school and went into, went to FGCU, did you know what you wanted to do or were you, did you feel like you were going because that was just the thing? Cause you said 
that's pushing a lot of kids into college dual enrollment. Did you know that, that you wanted to go to college and what you wanted to do, or, um, or were you just kind of doing it because it seemed like that was what you were supposed to do? Well, I did know I wanted to go to college. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I've always cared a lot about education. And so I, I didn't necessarily, I don't want to say I didn't care about what I studied, but I would have gone in to study anything. Um, but I started college as a computer engineering, software engineering major. And so I did that for probably a couple of weeks before I realized that I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life. Um, so I had a couple of electives that sort of fell into the anthropology field and that's really what I fell in love with. I, um, archeology span specifically was the class that made me interested in anthropology and, um, now I wouldn't want to be an archeologist, but it certainly did fascinate me enough to switch my major. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you knew college was important. You knew you wanted to get a degree. You probably would have done anything, but you found that the one thing that you started at wasn't necessarily the pathway that you wanted to take. Is that, that's accurate? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, I should mention that in high school, I did an internship with uh, the Collier County government here. And I incidentally was working for their IT department. So that was sort of the direction I, uh, I, I don't want to say they were pushing me in, but because I was working there and as I started there at 16 years old, at 16 years old, I was making, you know, a lot of money for a 16 year old working for them. I was like, okay, this is something that I can get behind. And this is, you know, something that I could see myself doing just because as a teenager, I felt like I was making a lot of money then. Yeah. Um, so that is sort of what pushed me, you know, I was like, if I'm making this, this much money now, how much can I be making in five, 10 years after I have a degree and after I've been doing it for years. Um, but then I got into it from the education side of it and I realized that's not really where I wanted to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. Did you have to work when you started at FDCU? I, I did, you know, I had the option to, uh, use like loans and stuff, but I really didn't want to go into debt for school, which a lot of people do. Um, I read earlier this week that the average 20 year old, uh, who has less than $27,000 in debt is already ahead of the curve. And I think that's ridiculous that education is so expensive and why a lot of people steer away from it. Yeah, no, that is, you're, you're exactly right. Um, college debt is a big issue. It scares a lot of people out of the process, but yet we know that a degree, of, you know, having some sort of training and credential beyond a high school diploma is almost required these days in order to get a good paying job and have a career. So, so that's so you you were working because you did you couldn't afford it. Um, you couldn't afford the tuition and all of the other expenses on your own. You didn't want to take out loans, and so you decided to work. Were you were did you say you were working full time while you were? Um, well, you, when you very first started out of high school at FGCU? I was. So uh, I spent that summer working full time. And then um, every once in a while, I would cut down my hours for, you know, a few weeks at a time, but I still had bills to pay. I couldn't, you know, spend a whole semester working 15, 20 hours a week. So how was it working full time and trying to, like, from, from your, from the standpoint of school, um, how was it, you know, being a student, trying to work full-time 
Is there anything that you found to be a challenge within the school, the system of the school that, that made it difficult for you to be able to do both? What was that experience like? So uh, from a completely academic perspective, it certainly makes it a lot harder to find uh, classes that occur during times that work for me. I was um, choosing a lot of online classes, even if I didn't want to take them because otherwise I would have had to, you know, leave work in the middle of the day to go to uh, a specific class that I need to graduate. And so that made it hard for sure. And when it got to a point that, when it got to a point where, you know, I had to pick between a class that was only offered during one time during the week or my job, I was going to have to pick my job. Yeah. You know, what's so interesting about your story, Carlos, is you weren't, it's not like you were working in the restaurant industry or retail where there are night hours. You were, you were working a nine to five professional job. I was. Yeah. And I think that that's such an, I want to make that point because there are a lot of people who probably right now are working in in nine to five professional jobs or were working in nine to five professional jobs and their employer may actually offer some incentive or benefits for them to be able to go back to school to advance their education to earn a degree which potentially could result in you know a higher wage or a promotion or you know or any other number of things, benefits that come along with doing something like that. But but if classes aren't offered outside of the workday, then either the person's not going to be able to do it or we're putting the onus on employers to be particularly flexible to be able to have student um, to be able to help adults continue their education and, and be lifelong learners, which is really what we what we need more of in this community. So I just want to I just want to really put an exclamation point on what you're saying. You were working a nine to five job. And because of the class schedule and how they were offered, you had to make a choice. You had to work and you wanted to get your degree. And so there came a point where you had to make a choice because you could not access the classes that you needed outside of that nine to five schedule without impacting your job. That's correct. Um, Actually, specifically where I worked, it didn't apply to me because of the classification of employee that I was, but they paid for employees' college tuition if they were able to find classes that didn't take place during the workday. All right. So that that's interesting. And I I know you have another experience with a different employer um, that we're going to get to in a minute. But I just I, I just want to emphasize there when we're thinking about the workforce and education system, something's got to give. Right. Um, I agree. You know, just so you know, we've I've talked to you briefly prior to today and I let you know that about 41 percent of people who are age 25 to 64 in Southwest Florida currently hold a credential. If we want to get that other nearly 60% into sort of that category of a more skilled workforce where they could start to fill jobs and and make our economy more sustainable, um, something's got to give, right? Either class class availability's got to give or employers have got to be willing to kind of come to the table and help us figure out how to make it all work right for the benefit of all so what a what a great what a great experience to share and i and i i want to come back to it in a little bit after we kind of dig in for a few more minutes about about your college journey so far so so um 
you know, I want to get back to the, another point that you made early on when you were telling us about your journey. You said that you went to, you actually left FGCU for a period and went to FSW and now you're back at FGCU. That sounds super complicated. You said that it was seamless, I think may have been a word that you used. Can you just kind of tell me a little bit more about, about why you did that and what that experience was like going back and forth, um, you know, or what you found sort of the, the, the difference opportunity is over at FSW? Absolutely. So um, I really, my main reason for switching in the middle of my college career, switching to a different school, knowing I was going to return to FGCU, uh, it, was, it was about money. Um, there were a number of general education classes that I still had left to date. And I knew that FSW offered them at about a third of the price per credit hour and that they also offered them online or with uh, class times that were gonna work better for me as a full-time working adult. Um, so I made the switch. It really took, um, I would say it was easier for me than it might be for most people because I used to be a student at FSW through the dual enrollment program that I did in high school. So all I really had to do was update some forms. Um, but I switched, I sent over my transcripts, I took the classes for the semester that I needed to. And it may have been because of COVID that it was easier to do all those things online, but it certainly was. And I imagine that the schools are aware of how much easier it is now that they're gonna be following those processes in the future. Then, uh, you know, once those semesters ended, I was really happy to have done well considering the circumstances of the pandemic and my job. Um, but I did do well. I sent all my transcripts back to FGCU and signed up for classes for this semester. And here we are. Yeah, that that's really smart. Um, and and you're taking advantage of this this benefit that a lot of people may not even realize is available is that FGCU and FSW work very well together. And it is um, not uncommon for folks to go back and forth. So um, I think it's an important story to share because I think a lot of people may not realize that. I'm glad that, you, that your experience was good. Um, so I, just to kind of go back to something you said though, so y y for you, the online experience of school has been helpful. Is that because of work or, or just because of COVID or, or you know, why do you like that type of learning? Well, um, specifically because of work, um, you know, if I had to show up to a class that takes place at 6.30 in the evening and wear my mask and listen to a lecture, I'd be happy to do so if it furthers me in my education. Um, but when the universities are doing what they can to make it easier for working adults to do well in school, you can definitely feel it as a student that they're sort of rooting for you no matter what position you're in. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm so happy that that might be one of the benefits of COVID. I, I certainly agree completely, and it's. I know it's been hard for some students who are more comfortable in an in-person environment, but I can see how it could help working adults, yeah. which universities tend to forget about. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great point, and it's it's so good to hear, and that feedback is very very valuable. So tell me, uh, let's get now. Let's dive into this uh, this issue of employer flexibility. Um, where are you working currently? 
So I'm currently a graphic designer uh, at McQuaid and Company, which is a real estate brokerage here in Naples. Um, and I don't know much about real estate, but I do know quite a bit about graphic design. I was doing that since high school, um, making you know presentations for different classes. I would occasionally uh, make memes of my teachers and show them to my teachers because you know that I guess felt help them know that I was engaged in the class and that I cared enough to think about them as people. So how does your, like, so you're, you're working now in a different industry than you were in previously. And um, I'm curious, how does, how does your employer deal with you going to school now? Granted, you have some additional flexibility because of online classes and whatnot, but, but does your employer understand your school, the demand of school? Um, they do, and uh, m- most of the people that I work with have a degree, so they understand sort of what that looks like. And one of them actually, my immediate supervisor actually spent some time as a college professor, so she knows what it's like, uh, what the demands of a student are. Um, so I think I'm really lucky in that position. But I also, because I work in a creative environment, things aren't strictly tied to the nine to five business hours. I don't sort of have clients that I need to address, um, address, I guess, would be the right word for that. I don't have to respond to clients. I just basically get my uh, graphic assignments and do those within my time frame. And I could come home and do that at 9 p.m. or I could do that during business hours. So I'm very fortunate to have a job that allows me to do that, but also more specifically an employer that knows and cares about the fact that I'm in school. Yeah, that's that. That's huge, uh, because it is. You know, I think I think um, it's commendable, and I think it's it's something that if we all if we want to have a better community, those are things that employers can do to 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 help increase um, the number of skilled workers that we have, change individual lives, change the lives of families and future generations, and also you know create a much more a much more sustainable economy and higher quality of life in our region. So let me ask you this, you know, you've been to FGCU, you've been to FSW, you've had to start and stop. You're now going to, you're going to finish. When are you going to be done? Uh, I am currently on track to finish in the winter of 2022, which is one semester later than I originally meant to. And that's while as of now taking as many classes per semester as the university will allow me to. Yeah. I really appreciate your determination, Carlos. I mean, this is this is not easy, and, and hearing that you that you already had to push it back another semester that there's a certain amount of discouragement in that. But I'm I'm super happy to see how much you are you're committed to this. Yeah. Um. So, given your all you've been through and your experience, what advice would you give to higher ed? Um, you know, that might have either made your situation better initially or now? So um, I think universities know what they're doing because if you want to take a big group of working adults that are going to school, go to any graduate program and you'll find hundreds of people who are currently working full-time jobs and going to school and they still have a life on the outside of their job and outside of school. And the universities are making it work. I know they generally take less classes per semester and it's a shorter degree most of the time, 
but the universities know how to work with students that have full-time jobs. That's what entire MBA programs look like for the most part. So why can't they do the same thing, apply those same rules to undergraduate studies? Yeah, and so those rules in your mind are what? Offer more classes outside of conventional hours. I know it's probably not easy for professors, but the university system has become a business and they have to really address their customer base, don't they? Yeah, that's a great point. It's a really great point. So, so if that had been the case, you might not have stopped out at all, right? If that had, if those yeah. options had been available. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I would have if I'd had the option to take more online classes and more uh, either night classes or even weekend classes, I would have uh, stayed on board and never left in the first place. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good advice. And, um, and so then on the, on the flip side of that, what is your advice to somebody who may be listening to this right now and is either out of work um, and looking for a career change or they started a degree but haven't finished it? What would your advice be to someone who has been in your situation? So um, for starters, I... I live by the idea of not being in any one place that I'm not willing to walk away from the same way I was able to walk away from my degree. And I was able to walk away from a high paying job that unfortunately didn't allow me to go to school. Um, I think that I'm willing to walk away from things um, and start over if I have to, just to get other things done. And in this case, in order to get school done, I walked away from a job um, and I wouldn't be afraid to do that just because of where I set my priorities. Um, I know, unfortunately, that's not the case for a lot of people. So um, otherwise, I would say it sucks. But like, if you know that it's going to be worth it, then just sort of drudge through the drudgery, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's worth you, you feel like it's worth it. It's worth the the hard work that you have to put in balancing work and school. Is that, is that what you're saying? I, it is. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, I, I appreciate that. And I know I can't imagine, you know, it's not, I, I'm not in that situation. I can't imagine right now, even in my situation that I'm in saying, oh, I'm going to go back to school. I think that that would be a real challenge. I have kids. I work full time. Um, you know, there's a lot of responsibility and I bet it feels like a lot of push and pull for you and for anyone else who might be who might be in the situation or considering to be considering the situation but but it sounds like you're pretty convinced it's worth it i i am and i think a big part of that is i have a what i would call a really great support system in place i live with my parents and like i help them out with bills but a lot of the money that i make goes towards paying my tuition um so i don't have to worry about you know paying for rent or paying for insurance and things that a lot of adults who are trying to go back to school have to worry about. Um, but having a support system in place, whether that's one friend who, you know, makes sure that you're spending, you know, at least one weekend night getting assignments done and not going out to do whatever it is you would otherwise do on a weekend is really important. And I've sacrificed a lot of weekends. I've sacrificed a lot of weekend nights where I could otherwise go out and hang out with friends or go to a party, whatever it might be. But at the end of not 
not at the end of the day, but at the end of those four years or however it might, however long it might take to finish a degree, you then have a degree that is going to work for you for more than those four years that you worked for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like an insurance policy, right? I, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, you spend however many years, four, five, six working towards it, and then it spends the rest of your life working for you. That's a, I love that. I think that's great. And just so you know, we're fully behind future makers coalition is fully behind you finishing. Um, I hope you, I hope you don't have to push it back another semester. (laughs) Sounds like, sounds like you're in a great place with your current employer and kudos to your employer for being so supportive of what you do. And I just want to, I just want to thank you so much for being willing to share your story with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Take care. You too.